Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, host of the podcast Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. Scientists are in many ways detectives trying to solve mysteries. One of those confounding conditions is a children's health issue. It's called Kawasaki disease, named after the Japanese doctor who first described it 50 years ago. Now, scientists at Texas Biomed and a physician researcher from Children's Hospital of San Antonio are teaming up to find out more about this illness, a rare, scary condition best described first by a mother whose daughter was frighteningly ill at the age of three months. Here's Cynthia Jones. I can't tell you how scary it was. Every time we picked her up, she cried. She was increasingly cranky. I think one of the most notable symptoms that we knew something was wrong was her eyes. Her, her scleras, they weren't white, they were red. And she had fever. Ivy was diagnosed with Kawasaki disease by pediatric rheumatologist Dr. Mark Gorelick of Children's Hospital. Her condition was deteriorating. She had developed aneurysms on her heart arteries. Gorelick says the disease is difficult on parents and doctors. It's a scary time, not only for them, but I think also for us, you know, for the doctor, because some of those patients will then go on to, you know, have lifelong damage, and we don't know exactly who those patients are going to be. What is Kawasaki disease? So Kawasaki disease is a very fascinating disease. Children, um, between, usually between the ages of six months and six years, develop uh, heart damage after a febrile, a kind of a febrile illness. We still don't know at all what causes this disease. It's really a complete mystery. So I think it's very likely that there is some infectious spark. For Cynthia Jones, the uncertainty was unnerving. Oh, very scary. <laughs> to be told that you may have to make arrangements for your child and to be told that she's going to have these aneurysms for the rest of her life and that She's going to have to be on all these medications and she won't be able to play sports because they're blood thinners. Dr. Gorelick wants to know more about Kawasaki and he needed a place for his animal model and his experiments to call home. He found it at Texas Biomedical Research Institute. There's not that many places in any city that have the kind of access to equipment, facilities for animals, mouse facilities, and then expertise, so people that you can go and talk to down the hall. I just actually approached Jean Patterson out of the blue. I sent her a message and said, I have this potential project, and um, I was wondering you know, if you might be able to help. And I did not know that Jean is uh, a guardian angel and that she swooped in and took care of me and brought me in here and uh, said, you know, Mark, you can set up here and, you know, uh, try to get some funding, which we did manage to get. Dr. Jean Patterson is a scientist who is also interested in solving medical mysteries like Kawasaki disease. Most virologists, maybe bacteriologists, have always sort of had a passing interest in it just because nobody knows what causes it. And it seems like by now we should be able to figure it out. It just seems like there's some mystery here that, that keeps it really tantalizing and frustrating. Why is Texas Biomed a good fit for this project? For one thing, we have great veterinarians and great veterinarian care. And he had a mouse model, so it was easy enough for us to take it on. It's always good to collaborate, and I found that to be invaluable in my own direction and research that I'm constantly learning about and 
being made aware of the most important diseases that are that are out there and what's emerging, what's becoming more serious, what needs to be looked at. And so it was a natural fit for me to get with an, a pediatrician and find out what they're doing and see what any expertise I could provide. Dr. Gorelick, what's the thrust of your research project? What we're trying to do is uh, look and see how we can treat the damage or, or fix the damage of Kawasaki disease uh, after it's happened. That's, that's kind of my goal. So if there's a way that we can actually uh, fix the damage to the blood vessels uh, or act in a way that in the peri-illness period we can really uh, modify how the disease progresses uh, substantially, then those patients may not have as much damage or going down the road we can fix that damage. Um, and so what we're looking at is a particular protein uh, called follistatin-like one protein, which we think uh, may be involved in the uh, damage to the blood vessels. And so we're seeing if we can, uh, what is the effect of removing that protein? Um, and we're looking at that in a mouse model. How do you manipulate the genetics of the mice? It's an injection, and then the injection kind of sets an, up an enzyme um, which actually cleaves or cuts the DNA at a very, very specific site. Um, and so, you know, it's amazing the kind of technology that exists nowadays that you can actually sort of turn on something to clip out a very precise set of, uh, you know, DNA, and then the protein, the DNA which makes protein, um, then the protein goes away. How many mice bred to have the symptoms of Kawasaki disease do you have here? You know, we started off obviously with just a few to start them up, and, and now we have probably a range of 120 mice. Funding for the Kawasaki Disease Research Project comes from three different sources. The Velker Foundation Young Investigators Award, the William and Ella Owens Medical Research Foundation, and the Vasculitis Foundation. Dr. Patterson says she likes the approach of dealing with the symptoms. You don't necessarily have to cure things as long as you can diminish the symptoms so that the, the patient is no longer suffering from the disease. Baby Ivy's story has a happy ending. Dr. Gorelick was able to combine his scientific knowledge with his medical expertise. Ivy just celebrated a birthday. And she's basically your normal little near one-year-old, right? Yay! And her mother is grateful. They gave me my child back. This is one of more than 200 research projects going on at the Institute right now. At Texas Biomed, we're tackling infectious diseases and enhancing lives through discovery. Our passion is bringing science to you. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and visit our website, txbiomed.org. I'm Wendy Rigby. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. Please subscribe to hear more episodes.